Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me over to Matthew chapter, um, chapter 18. Uh, the Lord put some things on my heart this morning. Uh, I believe that they're going to be a blessing to us because they're from Him. Amen. And so I encourage you to open your heart tonight or this morning. And, uh, you know, uh, just stay sensitive to what the Spirit of God would say to you. You know, around here, we've, uh, God's, uh, ha- uh, if, if you're new to us, you may not know that, may, may not know this, but, you know, God's really uh, uh, been working with us of late. You know, this year in 2015, you know, we've just seen a marked growth in the things of the Spirit and just, just really enjoying more of who He is. That's really what it's all about. Just enjoying more of His presence, spending time hanging out with Him. Like I said earlier, anytime you hang out with somebody, you're going to end up looking like Him, talking like Him, thinking like Him, you know, smelling like Him. In all parts of your life, you're going you're gonna to be more like them, right? And so, you know, we've, uh, 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 around here, God's been doing things. He's been at work, obviously, for, for many years, but we're, we're stepping into, to, into a, new, a new area as a church. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 I'm mindful of the things Brother Hagin said about our church, you know, back in 1998, I believe it was, that, that the day will come that will take, take off as, as, if, as a rocket. Suddenly, spiritually, the people would just take off. And so, you know, we've been, uh, over the years, we've been faithful to, to obey the Lord and do what he's asked us to do and spending time in prayer. And I tell you, anytime you invest in the things of God, he always pays up. He always comes through. I'm reminded of that scripture in uh, uh, Philippians. Actually, my Bible's turned to it. Uh, during song service, the Lord reminded me of it in Philippians chapter 1. I'll read it to you. It said, being confident, this is verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, there's been a work that's been started in our lives here. There's been a work that's been started in our church. Amen. And God is faithful. He is bringing those things to completion. Amen. He's, he's working with us. He's, he's patiently working with us and moving us forward. Amen. How about you? But that's exciting to me that he said, I will bring these things to completion. He'll complete them in our lives until the day of our Lord Jesus. I tell you, right up until Jesus returns, God is at work here. Amen. And I just made the decision in my own life until Jesus returns or I go home to meet him first, whichever that is. I think the prior is going to happen before the latter. But whatever that is, I've made the determination that God is moving me forward and I am growing and he is working in my life. Amen. You know, when you have that kind of attitude that I'm going to have everything God has for me, I'm going to be everybody, God, everyone, God, every, everyone that God has made me to be, I'm going to have everything he's given to me. And when you have that attitude in your heart and you go after it, I say, God is faithful to meet you. Amen. I said, God is faithful to meet you. You know, it doesn't matter where you're at this morning in your walk with God. You may be as close, you know, as a person sitting next to you. You may be as far as another country. It makes no difference. If you're born again, I take God loves you. If you're not born again, God loves you. And he desires to move you forward. Hallelujah. He desires to show himself in your life. He desires, I mean, for no other reason, he just wants to be good to you. He, he desires to, to, to take, where, take you where you are and move you into areas that you'd never be able to get to on your own. There's a reason why there is a, a, a drive inside the heart of the human race to achieve and to step up. 
It's because it's from our Father. It's been placed in us from our Father that there's an understanding that we, we've not been made and designed as human beings to stay on just a, a, a lowly level, subjected to, you know, the times and subject to disease and all these other. Not, there's a knowing on the inside that, that there's more for us. Why? Because we've been created in the image of our dad. Our heavenly father, amen. And there's a desire to be where he is. And that's, that's his desire for us. You know, it's God's desire for you to walk like he walks. There, God has a desire for you to experience life the way he experienced life. Amen. Woo. And it's available to anybody who wants it. It's available for anybody who wants it this morning. Amen. And so, you know, we know that God's been doing big things around here. And there's just been such excitement uh, uh, about uh, uh, what God is doing. And not just excitement, but a, a motivation to move forward. There's been a drive to move forward. And, um, you know, God is good. Uh, I wrote this scripture down and, and put it at the very bottom of my notes. You know, I wasn't sure when I'd use it. But Philippians chapter 2, verse, th- verse, verse 13 says, for, is, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I like what the New Living Bible says. For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him. Whew. I mean, God's, God's, God loves you so enough, he'll even work in your life to cause your want to to change. I don't know if I can do this. No, God's at work in you to cause your want to to be different. Whoo, glory be to God. <laughs> Helping you to, he doesn't just want you to do it when you, and you're hating it. He wants your want to to change. And he's at work in you. God is at work in you for your want to to be changed. Helping you to want to obey him and then helping you to do what he wants. That's just help on every area. That's just help on every area. And so, you know, there's been a desire and a renewed uh, uh, enthusiasm for the things of God. But then there's also been an obedience to, to take the steps that he's asked us to do. You know, it's been a result of prayer. It's been a result of a lot of prayer. And it's been a result of people uh, uh, being mindful of the fact that God has so much for them and then responding to that. You know, we're in partnership with him. And we must respond to him. And the minute we begin to respond to him, the grace of God, the ability of God, the power of God, the life of God is there for you. I mean, you can tell this morning, but I'm just excited about what God's doing. I mean, I'm just so excited about what's happening. I mean, I've been, I've, I've known the Lord Jesus I turned 40, you know, a few months ago, and I got born, oh, hush now, I, I got born again. You got to watch out for old sister Edna. I don't know if you might notice it this morning. When I walked in, my wife punched me in the head. Anybody see that? Nobody? So, uh, no, nobody? I walked, yeah, I walked in, she raised her hand and whacked me in the head. I thought, she's been hanging out with sister Edna. I got to watch out. I'm sleeping with one eye open tonight. But anyway, you know, I, I just turned 40, you know, uh, uh, in, in December, and you know, I got born, I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't remember when I got born again. Well, that's kind of sad. Well, it might be sad in one sense, but in the other sense, it's, that's, all, that's all I remember. I remember getting spirit-filled, filled with the Holy Ghost at the age of five years old, sitting on an old brown, ugly couch. Actually, it was a brown, one of those 70s-looking couches, brown and white and mustard yellow. It was very pretty. Uh, you know, sitting on this couch. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, dad came home from Bible school, you know, and began to talk to, talk to me. I was five, about 
the Holy Ghost. You know, it's just such a simple thing. So got filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and you know, I, I've uh, obviously not been perfect my whole life. And we've all had areas where we've missed it, right? And fallen short of the glory of God. There's no condemnation around here. But, you know, God's been faithful to move me along all these years. But I can tell you, in the last couple of years, for me personally, it's been some of the, uh, the most aggressive periods of growth in my life. I mean, when I say aggressive, you know, when something's aggressive, it almost takes on a life of its own, right? I mean, it's pushing you and driving you and just, I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's been exciting. It's been so exciting to, to see God at work, you know, and, 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 and just seeing God just be himself in my life. And so, you know, around here, a lot of people have been catching a hold of the same very thing. God's at work. And the thing that he's begun in us, he desires to complete it. And so in praying about today, you know, the Lord brought some simple things to my attention that uh, will be a help to us. You know, we want to run this race. We, we've been reading the scripture in Hebrews that uh, laying aside every weight and sins that was so easily beset us, right, and run our race with endurance, right, to, to go after it, right? And so we, we've been put in a race. But then Paul also said that anybody who runs a race has to run to win it. I mean, if you're just running a race not with the, in, in a way not to win it, you're not doing yourself any good, Right? And so we need to run in a way that will help us to win the race, the race that God has for you. Did you know that your race today, this will help you. It doesn't matter what your situation is, your race today, the race that God has for you, the call of God we know according to the word is, is irrevocable, it means it doesn't change. The plan he has for you is the same today as it was the day you were born. In fact, it's the same today that it was the day before you were born. He knew you before your mother's womb. And he had a plan for your life. He had something for you to accomplish. And when this life is over, there's more to that plan, praise God. Oh, I can't wait. Whoo, glory be to God. Mm. Whoo, Hallelujah. I tell you, God's got good things for you. And it doesn't matter where you're at today, the good news is your race is winnable. Yes. Whoo, glory, your race is winnable today. Yes. I mean, you know, oh, too much. No, no, too much. No, don't, that's just the devil. He's the father of lies. There's no truth in him. If he opens his mouth, you know it's not true, right? If his stupid mouth is flapping, if his gums are, 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 are wagging around, you just know you discredit everything he says. Well, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Yes, you can. Amen. I tell you, the grace of God is sufficient for you. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you'll just trust God and do what he asks you to do, I tell you, you'll see a supernatural running, leaping, pushing forward in the things of God. And the things that, that, that he has for you will become desires of your heart and you begin to see him moving in your life and you will accomplish his will for your life and you will stand before God and hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. You will hear that. I, I, I'm just, just the reality of how close we are. Amen. I mean, we know we're close to him this morning. He's here. Yes. We know that. But how close we are to stepping on to the other side. Whoo, glory be to God. There, those who are awake and aware of what's going on, there is a stirring. Our day of departure is coming soon. <laughs> I tell you what, the, it, 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 I'm just looking forward to it. In the day where I get to see Jesus face to face and know him even as I am known. I mean, do you think, do you think God knows you? He, he knows everything about you. He knows your every thought. He knows your every desire. 
He knows everything about you. The good, bad, and the ugly, he knows it all. But you want to know some good news this morning? He's only paying attention to the good. And he's supplying grace for you to get past the bad and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, that's good news, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's got this whole thing figured out, folks. I mean, he knows everything about you. He knows you better than you know yourself. You ever, ever maybe been married for a little while and suddenly your, your wife, your spouse says something to you and you think, oh, oh, I never, they're absolutely right. That thought never entered my mind. That, that is the way I look at this, right? Oh, that's just me. Never mind. Oh, I know, bruh's gone. I'm, no. You ever do something, your wife just calls you out on it, right? Well, blah, 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 blah. You're like, oh, oh, Lord. She just, I mean, she nailed me right where I live, right? I mean, she knew me in that situation. She knew, she knew my, she verbalized what my true intentions were when I really wasn't even aware of what was going on. God knows you that well in every area. <laughs> but the Bible says that the day will come, we'll be before him and we'll know him. <laughs> Folks, we're going to know him even as he knows us. Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! Think about that. You're, we're going to stand before him and as good and as complete and as whole as he knows and understands you, you're going to know and understand him. Ah. <sighs> uh, glory be to God. And every day we're here, we're getting a step closer to that and I thank God for it. And I desire to know him more every day. I desire to see him clearer every day. Every day, I, I want it to, when I go to bed at night, I want the, the, the past how many ever hours that I was awake to be hours that it was hours spent chasing him and getting to know him better. I know there's stuff that's going on, but at the end of the day, that's what matters. At the end of your life, that's what matters. Amen. And we've got the grace and the ability to do that. But the day's coming, we're going to stand before him, and I tell you what, the veil... The, the things of this natural world that's there to confuse us, those things are going to be gone. They're out of here, brother. <laughs> Kick to the curb, a thing of the past, and we're going to see clearly. I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Well, God's moving us, in, moving us in that direction. It's not something we have to wait to see and know more. We can have that right now. So the Lord is wanting to push us forward. The work that he's begun in us, he wants to bring to completion. And it is 1134. Oh, my word. Time just flies by around here, doesn't it? Whew. Hallelujah. So the Lord put this scripture in Matthew. I told you to go to Matthew, right? Chapter, 19, or chapter 18. The Lord dropped this scripture in my heart for this morning. We want to look at what he says, what he has to say today. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Open your heart up today. We're moving forward. That's what we're talking about, progressing we're talking about progressing today. Amen. We're talking about progressing today. And if you're sleepy, pinch yourself. Whatever it is, you don't want to miss out on what God has for you. We're progressing. Matthew chapter 18, we'll just start in the first verse. It says, at, the, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Isn't that just like people just trying to, to rally for position? <laughs> Uh, we've all been there, right? 
Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And so getting ready for today, you know, we're, we're talking about things that are going to help us to move forward. And the, the, the Lord put on my heart to talk this morning about having the heart of a child. Amen. I mean, if we want to move forward, we, we, there, it says here, uh, uh, Surely I say to you, verse 2, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. There is something about uh, cultivating in our life the attitude and protecting the heart of a child in our lives. And I'll be honest with you, in the day in which we live, that is not necessarily the most easy thing in and of ourselves to do. But there's God's grace is there for you to do just that. You know, this life wants to harden people, make them skeptical, cynical, right? Want them to, to question everything and, and be reserved and, and, and to draw back, right? I mean, th that's what this life tries to do. That's the influence of the enemy in this world. But, you know, that was never God's intention for us to be standoffish, but to be like children when we approach him. This uh, uh, verse in the Amplified, uh, I like the, what, what it says here. It says, at that time the disciples came up, asked Jesus, who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to himself and put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you repent. Folks, repentance is important. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Something that the Lord's been dealing with me about. Well, do you have a bunch of stuff in your life? I got just as much stuff as you do. And there are things that we all need to repent of. Amen? It said, unless you repent, change, turn around, and become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving. Like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, and forgiving, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so, you know, cultivating a heart of a child in our life is so important. If we want to continue to move forward, these are things that will help us. Tonight we'll talk about something else, something different. And I encourage you to come back to that. Even if we don't finish this, maybe I'll do this the next time I minister on a Sunday. But... Uh, Cultivating the heart of a child is something that, that we must not, not be passive about, but be active about. Sin and the influence of this world wants to push you in a direction that you need not go. But to make progress in the kingdom of God, there's got to be uh, intentional action on your part. It's possible to do, and there's, there is ease there to do. Let me tell you, the things of God are easy. These are easy things, but you have to set your heart to it and make the decision, I'm going to participate with the grace of God in my life. If you'll do that, it'll be there for you. His help will be there. We've got the helper that has, is residing on the inside of us. In the new birth, the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. He's there to help us. A born, every born-again, truly born-again believer on the face of the earth has the helper 
He's the same one that raised Christ from the dead, the helper, alive on the inside. He's not at, at sleep on the inside. He's alive on the inside of you. Always on go, always ready to move, always ready to help. He is your helper. He's your comforter. He's your guide. He's your advocate. He's your intercessor. He's there. Whatever you need, he's there to do it for you. If, you're, if, you, if you know Jesus, it's on the in, he's on the inside of you. And the, the, the task that's been set before us is not too difficult. It just makes a, 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 a determination of your will. I choose to be led by him, cooperate with him. If you'll do that, the helper's there. And then when you get baptized with the, with the Holy Ghost, so the evidence is speaking to the tongues, he's, on, he's in you. Now he comes upon you. And I tell you, it's, it's Bible. It's so good. The Bible, Jesus t- told the disciples, they were born again. They knew who he was. He had been raised from the dead. Their sins had been paid for. They were born again. But he said, listen, don't go anywhere until you've been endued with power. Power. Whew. I mean, the helper's on the inside. And then there's power to do these things. <laughs> yeah. He, and, and it's therefore, when you fill the Holy Ghost, there's power on the on the. Any, who in here is filled with the Holy Ghost? There's power on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And we're not talking about, you know, a, a, little, a little 250 Honda generator power, right? We're talking about a nuclear power station living on the inside of you. And in fact, a nuclear power station pales in comparison to the power that's residing on the inside of you. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He had passed to the other side, was in hell. This power snatched him right up out of there. And when you got born again, that same power snatched you out of there as well. <laughs> yeah. Your old rotten self. <laughs> as messed up as you were, that same power raised you up along with him. Listen, if that power was available to do that, that power is there to do anything in your life. <laughs> yeah, let's not be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I mean, let's run with him. Let, let's let him be himself in our lives. Holy Spirit, have your way. Be you today in me. Woo, glory be to God. So there's help for you. There's help for you. There's help for you today. There's help for you. Whew, praise God. But he, he lists some things here about uh, about children, become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving. I just want to look at these for a few minutes. Trusting. You know, little children believe anything is possible. You know, Amy and I, we've got three kids, and, and Jack's now entering the, entering the youth group this summer. Oh, dear Jesus, how did that happen? I mean, he's, he's, gonna, he's a teenager almost, you know. Mia's seven. Yeah, yeah, she's seven. You don't know, oh, hush, you do the same thing. My dad still gets my age wrong all the time. So anyways, if he does it, I can do it too, right? So she's seven, and, uh, you know, kids are growing up. But I tell you, having little kids in the house is, is, is such a fun thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes Amy says, yes, yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> but, uh, you know, having kids in the house is fun. Just seeing things through their eyes, right? I mean, they'll... They, they, they have just such an openness and a willingness to believe whatever mom and dad tell them. You know, some parents take advantage of that, but the fact is it, is, it is a gift of God, and it is a reflection of how our attitude ought to be towards our daddy. 
It is a representation of how our trust ought to be of our Father. I mean, your kids will believe anything. You tell them something, and they're, they're going to do it. Well, you, well, Dad said it. Mom said it. Well, I'm, I'm doing it. I mean, we could count all the times growing up the kids did things, you know, that, that, I mean, just simply on the word of mom or dad, yeah, this is, I mean, what happens? They start making plans. They start doing, they get excited about things. They allow themselves to take a hold of it, right? And begin to experience before it even shows up. Get, they experience the reality because they get joyful about what God, what, what mom and dad says possible. Kids are trusting, they're, they're, they are so excited whenever there is something, hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, on Tuesday, we're going to go do this. They, I mean, they're just, oh, they, they start making plans. They tell their friends, I can't come over because I'm going here. I'm doing that. I mean, they, they get excited, right? Children are trusting. You know, I was thinking this morning about the, um, uh, the account in the Bible of the feeding of the 5,000. You, you know that. Where, uh, uh, you know, they, they followed Jesus out into the wilderness. Had 5,000 men. Now, that wasn't counting women and children. So it was a large crowd. That's a, that's a bunch of people. And so, you know, Jesus, uh, they, they were weary. They were tired. You know, they were hungry. Like, you'd be hungry. I mean, they were hungry. And, and um, uh, uh, um, Jesus turned to the disciples. He said, you know, you guys feed them something. Of course, you know, their reaction was, well, we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no piggly wiggly around us. I mean, how, how, what are we going to do, right? And uh, so, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, uh, we know the rest of the story. You know, Jesus uh, took two loaves and two, uh, the, the loaves and the fish, and he, he broke them, divided them, and, and, and fed the multitude. And there were 16 baskets full, you know, left over after it was all done. There was plenty of food left over. But in that story, uh, I believe it's in John, six, uh, John the ninth chapter, uh, it says that there was a lad there who had the fish and the loaves, right? Had the loaves and the fishes. Now, Jesus said something needs to happen. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure there was somebody other than this boy who had something in the crowd. You have 5,000 men, not counting women and children. There was probably other people that had a Slim Jim, <laughs> right? Right, had, had a, you know, had a, had, were hiding some Krispy Kreme donuts under their, you know, uh, over here, you know. I'm sure there were other people in the crowd who had some food on them. And I'm sure other people heard what Jesus, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the disciples had some food stuffed away somewhere on them, right? They had something on them. I mean, you know, when I travel, we go somewhere, I've got, I've got goodies stuffed in my, my backpack when I travel. Anybody else? Yeah. Some of them I let the kids know about, some nobody knows about, about daddy, right? I mean, they're, they're mine. They got stuff hidden away, you know, and things. I mean, I go somewhere. If I'm going to go, they, they were in a traveling ministry. So traveling is what they did. And oftentimes they were in places where there wasn't a piggly wiggly around. And so they had, I'm sure they had some stuff. And that doesn't tell us, but if you know human nature, if they were anything like you, and we love our food, don't we? Somebody in the 12 had, 12 had something to eat. And I'm sure a bunch of people in the crowd had something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. Who was it that stepped up to offer what they had? Was it a child? See, children just hear something. And when they know the source of the instruction, when they know the one who says it, I mean, what do they do? They just say, I mean, it's ridiculous in the natural. You have all these people, it, it's actually ridiculous. To think that my, my loaves, my pieces of bread, my few fish that I have could feed 5,000 people. It's only ridiculous because we don't think like a child when we approach our father. 
When we hear the things that Jesus says to do, when we, when we hear and, and, and recognize the promptings of the Spirit, the only reason <clears throat> we think, well, that's ridiculous is because we, we, we've not been careful to maintain a heart of a child towards God. A miracle was worked because one boy stood up. In the natural, what he had to offer wasn't enough. But listen, we don't live lives in the natural. We're not bound by the natural. This morning, you're not bound by what you see. You're not bound by, by what you've always known. You're not bound by that. When you have the word of your daddy, trust him like a child. And you know, in the world we live in, in the life we live in, that's something we have to aggressively go after to maintain. That is not the, the current that this system moves in. The system of this world is designed to cause you to question everything. Now, you should judge everything according to the word. What does that mean? Does this line up with what God said in his word? Yes, you do that. But if it lines up with the word of God and the spirit of God also confirms it to your heart, just trust God. There are so many things I know this morning that God is, has spoken to people in this room. Things that he said to do. And in the last few months, many of you uh, uh, who have been uh, experiencing God like never before, that he is bringing to your remembrance and things that he's talking to you about. And it might just be the simple draw to open up to him, maybe where you are. But the thought would come, well, you know, I don't know if I could, what, what's happening? You're judging things not through the heart of a child. You're looking at them through your own understanding. Listen, if the Lord's prompting you to do something, if he's talking to you about your future, he's probably going to be talking about your current situation first. But if he's talking to you about those things, even if he's just nudging you to open your heart up, approach God the same way that a little child would approach mom or dad. Right? Just approach him from the same standpoint and trust that what he says, he's not only able to do, but he's willing to do it in your life. Can you see that this is something that we, we have to work on? It's an attitude of the heart that we've got to cultivate. We've got to find the kid in us where God's concerned. Too many believers are sour-faced. Right? Oh, pickle-faced. Where the things of God are concerned. Well, I believed God for this back in 1963 and that didn't. You know, hold on a second. First of all, you know, wait a second. What, have, you, have you learned anything since then? <laughs> no, well, then you should. Listen, when we, we miss it, it's not on God's end. It's on our end somewhere. And if we'll humble ourselves and say, Lord, I know, it's, I know what you say is reliable. What do I need to see or do differently? God, God, God will move you forward. But you've got to maintain a heart that, that is trusting, trustful. In him. Amen? Amen? Praise God. It's so important that, that we maintain a trusting heart, that our heart is open to what he says. I'll be honest with you, there's been some things that the Lord has talked to me about over the years that have at times almost scared me because they were so different from what my, my current situation was. Have you ever had, had that happen? A little over, almost overwhelming. Lord, what in the world are you talking about? Listen. Trust God. Trust God. Open yourself up. Trust Him.
Amen. We need to move on. There's a bunch here, but, you know, it's, it's, it's so important that we're trusting in Him. You know, bring every thought, every thought that comes in your mind, bring it, examine it, and where is this thing coming from? And also, where is it leading me? You know, sometimes it's hard to tell where a thought is coming from aside from where it's leading you. Did you hear what I said? You know, when we examine the thoughts and the, even the things that seem to come out of our own hearts sometimes, you know, and a person says, well, you know, am I hearing from God in this area? Well, where, where is it leading you? Is that thought, is that inclination, is that desire leading you to a place of, of unlimitedness with him? Right? I mean, is it leading you to an area of, of less limitations in the things of the Spirit in your walk with God? Is it leading you to a place where you're hearing from him clearer? Knowing him better, sensing his presence more frequently. You understand what I'm saying? Is it bringing joy to your heart? Not just natural joy, but joy to your heart that comes from knowing that you pleased someone that you love and who loves you. There's a difference. Not just selfish things, but because you know you're pleasing somebody. Ever given somebody something and, and just joy came to your heart, even before they even opened it? Because you knew what? You knew they were going to love it, right? And you couldn't wait for, the, for the, the reality of this to be exposed. What is that? Because you know it brings joy to them. Listen, you examine your heart. Where is it taking you? Is it causing you to pull away or is, it causing, is that thing uh, driving you to go forward? Well, go after those things. Let's learn to trust God. Let's learn to quickly trust him. When he says something, when he drops something in your heart, listen, it's possible. With men, things are impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. There are no limitations for those who are in Christ. Are you out there today? The Bible says whatever you ask. That's right. Whatever you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive it, you will have it. The King James says, whatever you desire when you pray. Who gets it? You have it. Listen, it, there, there, no, there are no impossibilities to a person who is trusting in the Lord Jesus. Mm. I believe we're coming into a day, the Lord has talked to me about some things, I've seen some things, you know, we're coming into a day where a lot of things that people thought were impossible will become, will become very possible and very common. Not common in the sense of, of not appreciated, but common in the sense from we're learning how to move with these things on a regular basis. Are you listening to me? Before Jesus comes back, the things of the Spirit and the, and the life that Jesus lived on the earth, that's his desire for those things to be common in every day in our life as believers. We are in his ministry. We've been called to do the same things that Jesus did, even greater things than that. Well, that's not possible. Bless God, he said it was and so it is. Quit thinking based on what you've seen others do or what you've even seen in your own life in the past. What has our dad said? That doesn't mean you go out and you make it happen in and of yourself. You don't do that. That's where people get messed up. 
They try to make things happen apart from the Holy Ghost, apart from the help of the, of the Spirit of God. They try to make it happen on their own, and they get things messed up. Trust Him, but then trust Him to tell you how to get there, show you how to do and then walk with you as you go. He's there to do that. He's there to do that. I, I believe, you know, with all my heart in the days that we're living in, you know, I believe Jesus is coming back soon. And I believe God's looking for a people that will pick up the pace at an unprecedented rate. You know, I, I've, I've used this example before. I, you guys know I'm not a runner. I hate to run unless something's chasing me, right? And then it's got to be something big. Something little, I'm not running from that. But something big, I just got to make sure I'm faster than somebody else. That's the biggest thing, right? Make sure I'm faster than the guy behind me. But I don't like to run, and I've never run com- competitively. I don't do that sort of thing. That's of the devil. But, um, <laughs> you know, there are people who like running. They like relay races, right? They like those kind of things, demented people. And so, you know, when you have this, they never put the slowest people at the end, do they? I mean, I mean people, Diane, you've run a lot. Josh, you've run a lot. Relays, they put the, the, weeb- the feeble Forrest Gump running, when well, Forrest Gump was fast, we can't use him, but uh, I mean, you know, uh, you know peop, somebody who can't run real good, who their, their top speed is this. Edna's like, whoo, that's me. We're believing God, Edna's picking it up. But anyway, I run like that too, don't worry about it. But anyway, no, are the slow, huh? I know, it. I know it, she said. All right, well, come on now. Be nice, sister Edna, all right. But no, the, the fastest people, they hold those people for the end. Why? Because if the rest of the team has problems, or if the rest of the, of the group, you know, we are a team. We're a team with even those who've gone before us. There have been people that have laid the, the, the have set the pace for us and laid the foundation for us. We're not apart from them. We're, we're, we're part of them. They've gone on to glory, but the reason we're part of them, that's why they're in the grandstands cheering us on. It's still their race. We're running. We're still in the race. We're just running our leg. Their leg is over. They receive the reward for their leg, but they're still interested in that race because they participated in that race with you. That's why they're cheering you on. All of heaven is cheering us on. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, those who are in heaven wish they had the goods to be on the final leg of the relay team. You think about, you know, persons at the end, the last leg of a relay team, they know they're the fastest on the team. But whether or not they actually do win or not, do they, well, they, others may know they're the fastest, but they got to know they're the fastest on the team. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself through your eyes or through God's eyes, how he sees you? Listen, we're here. And the fact that we're here at the end of, of, of the church age and the fact that Jesus is coming back soon. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, we have Jesus' own words. The generation that sees these things will by no means pass away. And we don't have time to go into all that, but, but these things have been seen and we're getting close to that generation leaving. Time is coming to an end as we know it. Why? Because the grace of God will bring it to an end. He's tired of seeing people suffer. He's tired of the rule of tyranny on this earth. He's tired of his kids living below who he designed them to be. 
And the people who run at the end are the ones who are qualified and equipped to pick up the pace. And I believe the day we're living in, we will see things happen at an explosive rate. There are things that will take place at a hyper speed where it might have taken 10, 20 years before. It might only take a couple years. Mm. Think about that. It's possible. It's possible. Listen, if the prophet could outrun the chariot. Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's your problem. You need to believe what the word says. Right? If the prophet could outrun the king's finest horses. Let me tell you, folks, that's smoking fast. That ain't Edna fast. That's smoking fast. (laughs) Outrun the chariot. What's possible for the day we live in? What's possible for the time that you and I live in? What's possible for the leg of the race you're running? See, we're not limited by how naturally quick we are. No, 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 no. We're in union with Christ. (laughs) And his call and his grace and his ability is upon us. See, really it comes down, are we willing to do the things that, that, are we willing to pay the sacrifice? Some of the Lord's been talking to me a lot about, you know, uh, 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 we've, we've, we've got to count the cost of the time we live in. What do you really want? This thing is wrapping up whether you like it or not. You just have to decide, are you going to be a part of it or not? Well, if you're born again, you're a part of it. Are you going to be an active participant in it? See, there's, there, there is a difference. Are you going to be active? Are, are you going to be exerting your energy? Right? If you're, are you going to be laying aside the things that he's asking you to lay aside? Sacrifice. There's sacrifice involved. There's sacrifice that's involved. Nothing of value comes without sacrifice. Nothing of value comes without sacrifice. You want a good spouse? You've got to sacrifice some of your preferences, correct? Right? If you want children, you've got to sacrifice some of your own desire. Parents are like, you got that right, brother. I mean, you have to sacrifice those things, right? If you want anything, you got, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Listen, if you want to be a flesh ball, you, gotta, you, you make a decision to sacrifice. If you just want to live your life as a flesh ball, you're making the decision to sacrifice the grace of God that's been placed in your life. Everything comes with sacrifice. Everything comes with sacrifice. Every area of our life, you have, you have both sides. For one thing to increase, another thing's got to decrease, right? And whatever's decreasing, that's called sacrifice. Well, praise God. We're living in a time where things are going to begin to happen quickly. Things are going to begin to happen at a, at a, at a quick pace. I tell you, there, there's just a, a sense. Do, does anybody know what I'm talking about? There, there is an excitement. I mean, when you, get to, when you really start hanging out with them and talking to them, there's an excitement anyways. <laughs> it's just cool to wake up in the day. Before you get out of bed, say, God, I love you. And to hear on the inside your spirit as clear as day say, I love you too. And it's not the pizza you ate for dinner last night. 
It's the Spirit of God talking to you. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about talking to you up here, don't get weird. But you're a spirit being. When you begin to pick up on those things, I tell you, that's exciting. There's an excitement that's there. There's a joy. I mean, anybody who's, who, if you're moving, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, begin, trust God. Stay open to the things that the Spirit's leading us in, the things that he's, things he's bringing to our attention. And then put God to the test. He said his children know his voice. You know his voice. Not out here, but you. The real you, the Spirit being on, you know his voice. If you're a believer, there's not a person in this room that doesn't know the voice of their father. Start where you are. If you've got to start there, I know his voice. I see him, I know him, I hear him. And you may not be hearing, seeing, knowing anything in the natural, but you trust his word. You're just simply, dad said it, so it doesn't matter what it looks like. I just, I choose to believe that. And then I choose to actually respond to that. Listen, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how unsmart you are. Thank God, Steve said. And, or no matter where you lie in the middle. You know, the smartest person around us, amongst us, isn't as smart as, as they or others might think. And the person who thinks they're the least smart is probably a whole lot smarter than they even give themselves credit for. But regardless of where you are, God's not limited by those things. He's not limited by that. Just take him at his word. What's the scripture I read for the offering? Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him. I challenge you. I I just challenge you to do this. Start simple. Start simple today. Do this on the car ride home. Do it right now. In your heart, just say, Jesus, I love you. And then what comes up on the inside? Not up here. What comes up on the inside of you? It'll be worded in your language because he knows how you think and he knows how you talk. That's part of it. Talk to him the way that you would talk to anybody else. Father, thou art the most greatest. Don't do that. Be you. Be you. You've heard me say before, if you want God to be real with you, you be real with him, right? Just be you, but trust in the Lord. Begin to respond to those things. I don't even know what I was saying earlier, but, but things are coming. Things are coming. Things are coming. There's an excitement, not just of knowing him personally, but an excitement of what God is doing. Whew. You know, I, I look around the room, I beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know there are people in this room who, who by your prayers, by your boldness, people will be raised up. Sick bodies healed by the power of God because, through your hands being laid on the sick. People who are ready to jump off the bridge, get off the bridge and come home, right? Because of your words. Not your pastor's words, but your words. <laughs> well, praise God. God is good. I got that. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.